So hello, everyone. This is Otessa, and you are listening to Conversations with Hysterical Women. That's Women with an X, the Hysterical Women podcast, where you are all welcome here, friends, allies, everywhere across the rainbow, across the binary. I'm just really glad to have you be here. This is meant to be a safe space to explore all of the weird things that life throws at us and all of the different ways in which we can be twisted and torn asunder, but also all the different ways that we can come back together. So thank you for listening. And I'm glad that you're here and going to be cheesy, but comment, like, subscribe. Okay, you're recording, so can you tell me your name? Oh, my name's Ashley. So Ashley, I have a term that I'm just referring to as the ominous they. You can call it toxic culture, you call it whatever. Um, but what's, how do you think the ominous they views you and what boxes do you think they put you in? Uh, I don't know what I'm mistaken. That's that's like, oh, so that's like the, it's like the the toxic culture. Like, oh. how do you think that other people with whom you don't have like a sense of empathy, who just make snap judgments about you? I don't like, know. I don't know what we yeah. With these okay. So you want to talk about yeah. microaggressions yeah. in the workplace? Yeah. All right. So, what are some of the most common or most annoying microaggressions that you have to deal with? I I feel that a lot of times in the workplace mm-hmm. or with social advocacy, I feel that people don't respect the emotional labor and the expertise of Black trans women, especially, you know, I've, I've seen it firsthand, I've experienced firsthand, and I think that a lot of times it will take advantage of people's compassion, they'll take advantage of people's time, and they won't even consider emotional labor labor. Right. And um, and I it's it's it can be very disheartening when people put profit before people. And and I really like the term you used earlier about indentured servitude. I do feel that the nonprofit industrial complex definitely exploits trans women. Mm-hmm. Um, I was watching this TV show, uh, Designated Survivor, the mm-hmm. other day, and, um, you know, a third world, quote-unquote, third world country, um, a natural disaster happened. And, you know, these Republicans wanted to give them, like, $3 million, and so the leader of the third world country said, that's not aid, that's tokenization. Mm-hmm. And I, and which brings me to a microaggression, I, I think that a lot of times there's like a misallocation of funds in the nonprofit industry and they are only giving the trans community enough resources to barely have their nose above the water. And that's, and, the, and, and still there's an epidemic of like hate crimes and male and patriarchal and state violence, fatal violence against trans women of color. And so there, it's 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 such a it's a microaggression, but it leads to physical violence, mm-hmm. and it leads to depression. It leads to just feeling isolated and feeling used and abused. So, what do you think are some ways that, whether it's through policy or actual like aid or just restructuring of how business is managed, are there some ways that like changes that you would like to see? I think that's a really good question. Um, well, this morning I did, I felt I wrote on my Facebook page. I wrote um, hashtag respect trans humanity because I feel like so many times people like look at us as props or tokens or accessories or a way to get funding from the government, even though they're mm-hmm. not trans themselves. It's like people or from foundations. Um, but then also um, 
you just made me think of another possible solution. I think there should be like an over a trans led oversight committee mm-hmm. that oh you know, because accountability yeah. is what we need. And so I'm so happy you asked that question because I, I would like to take this back to different trans people and say maybe we should have, you know, a committee that deals with accountability and what's going on here and what's going on there because what happens, Tessa, is that a lot of trans women get burned out from doing the work, right? And I think they're betting on that. It's almost like they want to keep, you know, come in, you know, leech everything you have out of you, and then so many of them leave disgruntled and, you know, devastated and heartbroken. I don't want to be that next next statistic. I mean, I I do. I already am experiencing, like, you um, you know, a lot of the symptoms of, you know, the results of their microaggressions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm so, you know, yesterday was Capital Trans Pride, but instead I decided to accept a scholarship to go to the Art for Social Impact Summit, which was, you know, Sanctuaries DC yeah. is doing, and it was at the Festival Center. And so I made that choice for me, for what, you know what I mean? I decided to put my personal needs you should be first. allowed to do. Yeah, because you can still do advocacy through the arts, doesn't always have to be like dismantling and calling out the establishment and stuff because that t- stuff can be very taxing with all yeah. the disparities and stuff. Um, so I think there also needs to be a balance, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely not going to let them run me out of yeah. doing this work because you know what I mean? Like there, there's, you know, an epidemic going on right now. So, so there's no oversight or the oversight no. that exists is improperly managed by people who are not actually invested yeah um and also like how do you feel about mentorship like is there any mentorship let's talk about the mentorship rope but to um and then going back to the other question also um sometimes what because there's an epidemic of unemployment Mm -hmm. and poverty in the trans communities what they what what one of their uh, strategies is is basically um uh, paying certain trans people, like tokenizing certain trans people almost as like the overseer or almost as like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so they're basically apologizing for their benefactors, apologizing for these non-trans decision makers that put them in um, positions of influence. Mm-hmm. So it's really sometimes, so we definitely do need to the oversight. It's going to be challenging because, you know, people are going to need to put, in, they're going to have to have integrity and they're going to have to put tr- trans community before their paycheck you know so am i am i understanding correctly that it, the mentorship that is positive as mentorship not, is actually like puppetry to oh a yeah extent? there's a lot of puppetries um tokenization for show yeah so the last time i said was it was about the oversight committee mm-hmm. but going now talking about mentorship we do need mentorship i mean i do i do a lot of mentorship for um you know, for a lot of young trans girls and stuff, and and uh, they mean the world to me. A lot of my mentors aren't trans. I mean, because I'm a woman mm-hmm. first and foremost, yeah. and so they just happen to be just women who aren't trans. Because you know, whether it's a black woman or a white woman, just you know, like big People sisters. I like I like big sisters and aunties yeah. for, for my mentors. Not not like somebody who necessarily has the same medical. Condition. You know what I mean? Right. Like my, right. I'm more than my medical condition. Yeah. I'm more than my birth challenge. I'm more than my chromosome imbalance. Yeah. I'm a woman. And I feel like with the LGB political establishment, they just want us to only be a trans statistic. They don't they forget that like we're like well you know, fully Right. Rounded. That's like the box of the ominous yeah. thing. You only get to be this one thing and you yeah. cannot be a self-actualized human being no. with other interests yeah. of your own. Yeah. yeah. And that's 
That's unfair. Yeah, it's unfair and stuff. So it's like, so I had no problem going to the art summit yesterday because I'm, I'm more than just my birth mm-hmm. challenge. You know exactly. what I mean? I don't think any other group of people born with a particular, well, no, I take that back. I mean, there are a lot of people with different disabilities, you know, but I feel like, you know, with trans people, I just feel like they forget that we just want to, you know, we want to be happy like everyone else and we want to be, you know, affirmed. Right. And stuff. So. And yeah. that goes to the idea of like, Humanity. Humanity. Respect. Yeah. So respect trans humanity is stemming from last November we had the Trans Day of Remembrance. Mm-hmm. And if you look over here, see if um, there's, okay, maybe, okay, maybe it was the next room. Oh, no, it's right here. So we'll look at it later. There's a photo of a black woman holding up a sign in front of a cop's mm-hmm. face, which was so affirming because last November on the Trans Day of Remembrance, the DC police chief Peter Newsom, who's very abusive, his wife's taken him to court a few times for domestic violence, and he's mishandled numerous assault cases. Oh, trigger warning. Um, and so he wanted to clean up his public image, so he thought he would come with 24 police officers to the memorial and make it seem like they were there because they cared, but in reality, they brought cameras, they brought journalists, they brought, like, it was like a perceptual management. It was like oh a gosh. PR gimmick. They were using human beings as props and he's yeah. an abuser. Yeah. And most in 2017, three trans people were killed by police and that we know of. And hundreds more were killed just by random male violence and yeah. toxic masculinity. And so, you know, because I am, you know, because I am a healer yeah. and a, you know, and a, you know, and an auntie, I um I wasn't having it. And yeah. so I, it was very nice, you know, I used to, I was like, sir, you're gonna you're gonna have to leave. And he didn't want to leave. So I, I turned around to the audience. I said, please make sure I'm safe because I don't want them to assault me. I went on the stage. It was a 10-minute showdown. And eventually he left. And he didn't get to speak. But it was very traumatizing. Yeah, because you and, shouldn't have to. And I was very triggered. And I, because I, I'm a very proud woman. And I don't, and I'm strong, but I'm also vulnerable. Yeah. I didn't want people, like, the, the floodgates open, and I was, you know, very emotional and crying, and there's phone cameras there and videos, and I didn't want people to see that because yeah. I've been so hurt, and I didn't want them to know. Right. And looking back, like, you know, I feel like it was a sacrifice, you know, for the people I love, and I would do it again because, like, you know, that because compassion matters. You know what I mean? But then people, like, try to stigmatize compassion and or path, uh, pathologize mm-hmm. it. But I was so affirmed a few months later. Um, there was this event at the Smithsonian African American Museum of, you know, the new one that mm-hmm. opened of history and culture. And um, the African American Policy Forum had um, this celebration of Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. There's also some workshops like the day before. And they said that Harriet Tubman, like, like after, you know, slavery, quote unquote, ended, she, uh, a lot of like, you know, quote, like liberal progressive white folks wanted to make financially take care of her, but she would take that money and give it back to her, the village and her people mm-hmm. and stuff. And they're like, stop doing that, Harriet. This is just for you. And then they tried to pathologize her. Oh, she's just crazy. She's just running around trying to like, but, and so it was very affirming to hear like Professor Kimberly Crenshaw talk about. Her compassion should not be pathologized. Yeah. Just because she had integrity and she wasn't just going to take, you know, a thank you check from people who had, like, white guilt or right. non-trans guilt or whatever. Yeah. Like, and I guess I kind of identify with that because I feel like there's, you know, people, like, definitely, people have always wanted, I feel like people wanted to 
people cared about me, but they didn't care about my community. Yeah. And I wasn't having it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, I definitely... I definitely just want, with, with respect, trans humanity, I want to have some of these conversations because 35 is like the average lifespan of a black or brown trans woman. Wow. Imagine how young they have to be killed for that to be the average. Or imagine how young natural causes, which is not really natural, it's depression yeah. and trauma. You know what I mean? 35 and I'm 38, so just like, it, we, you know what I mean? We can't stop. We have, you know what I mean? It's, it yeah. sucks. All these microaggressions that like we have to keep on doing the work because we think that number. I can't. I can't be thirty five. I just turned thirty six. I couldn't imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like I'm only thirty eight, wow. and I'm considered an elder because I've been doing this work for two yeah. decades. And most, in most communities, like an elder is like someone who's like fifty or sixty years old right. doing the work. For, but in my community, like because. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so you brought up an interesting point um, that sort of ties into this. What you were saying about how Harriet Tubman was called crazy. Yeah. So I feel like that's a term that just gets like bantered about like nobody's business, right? Is there a time that you've been called crazy either recently or one that really sticks in your memory that was just bullshit? Yes, yes. I was at this one event um, recently and I'm going to be nice and I'm not going to say the name of the organization, but um, <laughs> it was, they were basically trying to like, again, these were like, these were white trans people who were trying, you know, funded by white gay and lesbian people who were trying to like exploit the narratives of black and trans women mm-hmm. for fundraising. So they found a homeless trans woman and gave her twenty five dollars to speak on stage. And then twenty five dollars. What was everyone else's? It was it was a stipend, but it was nothing. I mean, I I don't know the figure. The point is, I know she's still homeless, so I know it wasn't. But I don't want to. But my but the point was is that um so after so this was like in what what it's May now. So this was maybe in April. Okay. Um or maybe it was in early May. Um so. Um, after the event, I was talking to two of the white trans people who were like helping at the event, and I and I said, you know, and I hope this year because it's every, it's the, the Trans Day of Remembrance is every November. Mm-hmm. I said I hope this year that we th- that we do not allow the police to co-opt and usurp yeah. this sacred memorial, right? Because this is like that's blasphemous. They're gonna have people. They're gonna have bloodstained boots and people who can kill again. Like what you were saying. Like just because I'm trans doesn't mean I can't support Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm right. Not, yeah. But they're making it seem like they don't want that in there. They want it to be like what the, they want the narrative to be controlled by white gay men and lesbian women. When I was telling them about, I hope we don't let this happen again. They made a comment about. Um, and I said, because I said it's very triggering, traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of them made a comment about therapy. One of them made a comment about, like, a very, like, sometimes people misconstrue, like, my essence or my personality as yeah. not being, like, being quote-unquote dingy. I'm, um, I can be childlike at times and whatever, but I'm not dingy. I'm very into, I'm yeah. very perceptive, but I have a disability, so sometimes I don't necessarily, like, sometimes I might stutter, sometimes I might say the same thing over again and so sometimes people mistake that as being crankers but for but what I didn't appreciate what they were saying but what they were they were implying because I had compassion and because I was traumatized by 24 police officers in the house of God with guns they had guns because I wasn't on the city's payroll because I didn't sell out my community I didn't take the bribe and I was crying because I know trans people who've been killed. Yeah. I know trans people who are like dying in prison. I know trans women with HIV. I know trans women who are HIV, who are homeless. 
So there were the flood, the, the tears were for like many people who are no longer here. The tears were for some of these little girls who I hope never have to go through. Yeah. Those tears are because I actually have a heart. Yeah. And so they were trying to pathologize me actually, because that was just a job. You know, some people come to DC, they just go, oh, I'm the power, I want to work in the White House. It's like about their ego and their self images. You know, it's about like, hey mom, I'm working. It's not really about helping people. A lot of times it's about helping themselves. Wait, so, so they actually said that he, they made it was very indirect because they yeah. didn't know because they don't because they didn't know I I'm very like I'm socially I'm very socially involved like as far yeah. as like, I like different cultures communities like I I know yeah they made they basically implied that um, and of course I think everyone needs therapy there's nothing wrong yeah. with being therapy but for for, for them for to, them not to know me, yeah for yeah. them not to know me and for them to like and the, for them to imply that that a lot of black women would feel disgusted and that that police officers are crashing their sister's funeral yeah right could you imagine Tessa, if someone you loved um was being buried and then some corporation or some agency was like oh this would be good pr let's go take it over wouldn't that be like revolting the only time that you would ever (laughs) that i would ever consider sharing a room with someone who has been an assailant or victimized me would be in a courtroom Period. Yeah, exactly. Story. exactly. And so, and so, so that, so they were basically flipping the script. They need, so they bad. need therapy because yeah. they're so cold and they don't realize the pain yeah. and trauma and harm and stuff. They were, uh, I'm so sorry. But I, yeah, I would think, yeah, I would, and I also think, I just think in general, like, black women are a lot of times referred to as crazy if they are assertive mm-hmm. or, if, you know what I mean? This is my favorite question. Then we can talk about something else if you prefer. What question are you not asked that you wish that people would? What are your personal and professional needs? I feel like everybody always has no problem saying, oh, you know, Ashley, you know, does trans advocacy work. She does racial justice work. She does gender equality work. Let's, like, bring her on board. I was asked to go to UCLA um, and speak on a panel for the Feminist Week. They didn't want to pay for my ticket, and they didn't want to pay for a stipend. So how are you going to talk about feminism and then ask a black trans woman who is not rich to somehow magically, you know, so I, I've never asked that. And they're like, okay, well, we tried. At least we can tell everyone we tried to get a trans person involved. Box checking. Yeah. And so, um, and so um, um, I was just uh, sent an email from someone who worked for a big tech company they're having a pride panel in uh, during within June during Pride Month. So the email was like, "We're looking for a black trans woman to volunteer." So um, we're gonna be having a phone call on Monday. I'm gonna like let them know um, I need my labor and my expertise. To yeah, you, you, this is you, my value. You work for this big computer company. Um, you you know what I mean. I don't. You know what I mean. Like so, we'll see. I'm hoping that they said they want to have a 30 minute phone call. I didn't let them know like. It's going to have to be more than volunteer. I've already yeah. paid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not an heiress. I'm not, like, you know, in high school volunteering for the, you know, the pound or something. You know, I'm, yeah. like, so People I feel take like, advantage yeah. of goodwill as though yeah. somehow, like, and yes, it does give you value. 
to do these things and emotionally, but and you also, you are an expert, you have bills, yeah, and people yeah. have speaking rights, and when you are yeah, an expert, the, yeah. the like expectation industry-wide mm-hmm. is that experts get speaking rights, yeah, and they're devaluing that. Yeah, there's all these professors at all these universities who are getting paid money to educate about trans people, but yet they call me like every other week saying, can you help me understand this? Can you help me understand this? So you're getting like, you know, six figures a year, and here I am, I can't even get my hair done. You know what I mean? I would love to know, sorry to interrupt you, but I would love to know what their speaking rights are. I mean, I'm yeah. Glassdoor has that. Yeah, I, I think that, um, and for me, it's just the principle. It's not about, like, I, you know, it's, a, it's just about the principle that it's, you know, there's a term people call, like call poverty pimps. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, that word can be triggering, but like they call them, you know, they're basically, ex- they're like middlemen and middle women, and they're exploiting people you know what I mean yeah so I think I, I rarely get asked what my needs are it's always like I think people see like that happy-go-lucky smile you know and they see you know they see the photos and they think like because I travel that you know that I have all that you know they don't realize that like just because I'm happy and generally optimistic they don't re- they think that like I'm just like a bottomless resource of just like everything's okay yeah and I try I try to inspire my followers I try to give them like positive like energy and stuff but but I also have needs too yeah you know what I mean yeah so and when I say I I also mean we yeah you know what I mean I'm generally mean we like it's, it's not an isolated incident right it happens it, it's it's a it's a pattern it's a situation but I remember when I first started advocacy I remember I was one of the main Wayne. They were we were basically paying all the trans talent for the it was it was for L.A. Pride, and they and and this and I can't believe he manipulated me. He goes, he goes, why don't you not get paid this time? Because you don't want people to think you're doing it for the wrong reason. And I was a little girl, and so I was like, and I knew it was wrong. I knew it was wrong, but I think that it's kind of raised in but such I, manipulative way. Yeah, and I was doing, you know, anyways, yeah. So I, I, so I asked this for, like, all of, I asked this for, like, trans people so we all can, like, lift ourselves out mm-hmm. of, you know, our social, our collective social economic status because um, it's that way we don't have to, like, beg the white LGBT community for crumbs. Right. Because I want, you know what I mean? And a lot of these, a lot of these deaths, you know, would, because uh, I believe in preventative measures, we could stop a lot of these um, situations where trans women feel they have to be in an unsafe situation just to survive if we can actually empower them for real. Mm-hmm. And then there, but, but no, they rather, some of these LGBT organizations, they rather just send out a press release when one of us is killed and say, give them money, but what about preventing yeah. them from being killed? It's not, they don't, it's not financially lucrative for them do that so you know and then we get and then if we say wait a minute we're human and if we get angry at their microaggressions then they call us angry black woman or angry trans person or something so yeah all the inappropriate is crazy yeah 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 cray cray the world i think the world and one last thing yeah please the world is crazy yep. and we're just reacting to it. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about crazy. Let's talk about what I, when I think of crazy, I think of grown men going into, you know, countries where people of color are trying to live their lives. And I think of, you know, these non-melanated men stealing and ravaging all their natural resources, women, children, just kids. That's crazy. Yep. That's crazy. 
we us reacting into it is human. Yep. You know, so. <laughs> that is very yeah. well stated. Yeah. 